A lot of us got a purge catalyst, something tangible in our lives to go along with the intensification of the energy recently. It hit me pretty hard, went to the core, and uh, what I felt was, I don't usually talk about the masculine and the feminine, but it, it brought out more temperance in me because it hit so hard, and uh, it created more of a disconnect or more of a surrender, a release, a, just a sense of, um, I don't know, shell shock. I find it odd that we are still on the sidelines as the world goes further into stupidity, into craziness, derangement. Some of the stories, which I haven't been looking at lately because I actually don't care. I actually, I just don't have the energy for it. Because I know when I look back a year from now, just as I could say now, looking back a year, that what was in the news then doesn't matter right now. I never did. It didn't add up to anything except more news. The tennis match between what we'd like to see and what we don't want to see. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. But these days, it's pretty much just what we don't want to see. So, um, I wanted to do just a, hopefully just a quick recording uh, about that. And, uh, and that was the main part, just this sort of sense of... You know, not everybody got hit, but just a sense of letting go further. And uh, I remember when I used to go through these cycles of purging, the intensification of energy, and I'd, I'd feel the same, and I'd, I'd be saying, yeah, I just feel more disconnected, but I've been totally disconnected for a long time. So now it's it's more disconnected from my old self rather than disconnected from the outside world seem to be going even deeper it's an interesting experience but also it's been going on so long um it's it's not interesting at the same time it can create more intensity in the the, the fear that's generated um at these junctures or in you know in this sort of intense energy because you become even more disconnected or more withdrawn from the typical 3D, old 3D life. And so there's nowhere to fit in. Because I'm not retired. I don't have the luxury of, of uh, just sitting back. So I get to, you know, that's typically what, what um, triggers with me is, okay, well, you know, where do we begin again? The world's not ready for anything except uh, the ongoing implosion. This intensification of polarity um, and neutrality, because I'm in, in the neutrality, I'm not even sure what the polarity would be anymore, other than the negative and the neutral, because I, I don't see a positive picture. I, I can't imagine too many people sitting around thinking how great this is and feeling excited about it. Um, I think, if anything, it's more of um, a separation from polarity and the further intensification of polarity. So the separation from polarity would be neutrality. So we are further into neutrality. I'm pretty sure it could go through that eye of the needle without touching the sides. I was re-listening to the physics of consciousness videos because I forgot what I said. I had no idea that uh, 
I strayed so much from the actual physics of consciousness into the the um, revisiting of the derangement, the the stories in the media. Um, so I may end up one day doing redoing it, not redoing it, but just doing one video on the physics of consciousness. Um, some of it I, I didn't really remember. I know it, but I don't remember the details. Um, because a lot of the stuff that I was getting was in the moment. And once it was done, you know, I, I didn't dive too much further into it. I did start reading up on on magnets and things like that to try to understand what it was, you know, the bigger picture. But other than that, um, yeah, it, you know, it, it's interesting. But, um, yeah, that was just a piece of the puzzle, so I didn't go too deep into it. Again, the world's just not ready for it. It's funny what the world isn't ready for, even though it's happening, isn't it? So, um, when Macabre Carpet shut down, I kind of understand why I didn't pursue another channel and why I kind of took the risk to take the hit from YouTube for talking about um, politically unacceptable opinions. And uh, that was because the more we become disconnected, the more we learned through the ascension or the vibing up uh, experience in the dark night of the soul, the more we disconnected and the more we disconnected, the less we needed to know, really. Um, it was all exciting in the beginning, having this explosion of insight and information. And it was all very new. There really wasn't anybody talking about anything on YouTube in 2016. Or, yeah, it was 2016. I can't remember when I started YouTube, but maybe late 2016 or early 2017. And there was just really nothing there. So, uh, as I look today, I'm blown away by the amount of people who are talking about it. Anybody from tarot readers to, <coughs> excuse me, channelers that weren't around when, uh, you know, around the time I was waking up, I didn't know anything about them. And now, you know, I'm blown away by what, what people are talking about and saying because it's very high level of consciousness, very high level of wisdom. These are masters, really. And, uh, and then I realized the more we focus on, on a point or on a, uh, the more we focus our consciousness in any direction, the more we step into those reality reflections where more and more people reflect what it is that we're focused upon. <laughs> I don't know how better to say it. I don't know. But the point being that, uh, it doesn't surprise me anymore. I don't let, look at it like, holy, that's, that's odd. Is this just common knowledge now? And, you know, it's not really common knowledge, but those who are waking up are picking it up very quickly or remembering which is sort of a combination of both, I think. So there's just a lot, a lot more people out there that are aware. Um, and they really just speak to each other, don't they? You know, it's not like somebody uh, who's in a sort of a 3D state of consciousness is listening to them.
but it's very helpful because we're helping each other understand that it's real and you know we're not crazy but i mean it, it's a tremendous amount of people out there doing it um i'm pretty sure tarot readers back whenever i would look at a tarot reader uh what you know when they were doing their readings they were, weren't really talking about any of this stuff either that or i was just not awake enough to hear it but uh boy they all are now it's it's spectacular really so the longer this went on the more common knowledge it became but it's still you know it's not it's not a majority not even close um most people just don't get it don't understand it and don't want to don't want to hear it but i believe there's going to be a catalyst of some kind that uh presents reality as something bigger than they thought it was and that'll get people thinking all i know um as far as where things are going are bits and pieces one of them being that we we come into demand because people need to understand reality better they're going to want to know more and they're going to want to know it from people like us and they're going to want to heal from what has happened and from what they discover about life their life they're going to want to um they're going to want a shoulder because uh their relationships are going to break up too their relationships are going to change because they're waking up and uh like anything when you change that drastically just about everything else changes with it um so just lately i've been thinking about how this is playing out i hear more ambulances uh more than half the people are getting are becoming aware of what's uh, what's going on at least on the political that landscape and as you know as more people wake up um the less i care to be involved in in the process i just sort of sitting back on the sidelines i think if there's a role that i would play it would be in uh, you know as sort of a life uh, life coach you know in live sessions um you know a live podcast or something and uh radio would be fun but um i'm not sure that uh radio is um ready <laughs> i don't know they just they're in a very old sort of model and the industry is changing around them so quickly they're probably playing catch up in a lot of cases they're trying to figure out uh where they fit in but uh you know it's hard to say i don't really know much about that industry but anyway um it seems we're we're coming closer and closer to bigger changes I don't want to talk about news much at all really anymore but this uh the vote what is it the who world health um they're going to vote to strip sovereignty from a bunch of nations hundreds close to hundreds hundred and some I think I can't remember now um and that probably brings on the global lockdown which then triggers a variety of events or a variety of chain uh what do you call that the chain effect i can't remember i'm finding that uh, those who woke up and um still talk you know still share are 
coming into a state of a loss for words sometimes because of this disconnect, this, um, this shifting, conscious shifting, consciousness shifting. Anyway, this, um, this, this effect, and it's not, I don't mean a domino effect. I mean, it's just, it's connected to everything, you know, supply chains and communication and, um, just everything that people will eventually, they'll take it for a while, but eventually they're going to push back because too many woke up and, uh, and they're not scared. They're certainly not scared of the virus. <laughs> And, uh, at least, you know, half the, half the people have just had enough of it. They learned enough about it to, to know that, you know, it's, it was a nothing, as they say, a nothing burger. It was just scare tactics. Half the people, they can't, uh, wear enough masks. So they're just not going to see it. But this is the divergence of consciousness. They're not supposed to see it. Um, I'm finding as I dialogue with myself that doing podcasts moving forward, I wouldn't be belittling or so much or pointing the finger or, or anything like that um, with people who are still caught in old belief systems only because um, I just don't have that urge. This, this latest um, hit really took the fight out. Um, I think I would still have my sense of humor and I might touch on things in a funny way, but not in a, not in a mean way and not in not in a frustrated way. Um, and I, and I like that because I, I like, I like gentle and, um, and I'm, and I'm aware that the low, lower frequency consciousness will still really trigger and avoid people of higher consciousness because it doesn't like that, uh, that rotation, that frequency. Um, so just, it tends to avoid, so don't drop your frequency if you, run into it if you run into some kind of unavoidable conflict or you know where you've triggered somebody or whatever and it's it just sort of happens quickly and you can't avoid it the key would be don't drop vibe um turn the other cheek so to speak walk away and uh, don't engage because it's it's the darker sort of lower frequencies getting quite low now and uh, we are getting quite neutral, which is a good thing if you think about it. I mean, obviously, but if you think about it, it's an interesting thing. It's interesting that uh, we would be going more neutral so that um, this whole, all of the parables were quite pretty spectacular when you, when you think the masters had to dumb things down in order to uh, connect with people who just weren't that awake. And the tyranny of the cheek... Uh, for example, was, you know, it's again where you focus your consciousness. That's where reality unfolds. Reality being the mirror of, of the state of being of the, let's say, the observer. So turning the other cheek um, didn't feed energy into conflict, in which case we weren't creating it. We didn't allow it to f build within our perception was clearer and higher frequencies, so we understood what was happening, and in which case we didn't take it into our field and then uh, knee-jerk react to it and then sort of spit out uh, low-frequency energy, which would just propagate more of those experiences. Um, so, yeah. 
that would be advice that you don't really even need because you know this already. As a matter of fact, the things that we've learned, we, we know it now, but it, it's becoming more second nature, I think. And uh, these purge catalysts, these real-life um, implosions, tower moments, they, uh, for as much as I absolutely hate them, I understand what they're doing because they're disconnecting us from the fear and of survival mentality. The problem is when you go into those purges, when you drop frequency from what people have been calling 5D to 3D, you, you fall back on all the fears of survival mode, slave mentality. What do I do to survive? How do I, how do I make it through this? Because even when I'm back in higher frequency, I'm not seeing any progress with regard to operating. Um, as a high frequency being in a world that is still stuck, even though, you know, it's changing gradually. Um, it's panic mode when you fall back to 3D. Um, I would say I'm pretty clear of everything. Um, there's, you know, you can take so many hits and, you know, and you get to the point where there's, you know, there's nothing left to lose. So you, you're sort of free that way. Um, but there's always this judgment with life or life's ability to lock us into uh, an experience for such a long time that it becomes obvious that we're not really in control. And thus we were meant to surrender to the process in order to uh, move through it. That, you know, what resists, what we resist persists. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's quite a complex, quite a complex experience, really. I mean, because it's we're talking about, um, I don't want to say blind faith, but we are talking about faith, and it's not really blind because we get to experience higher dimensional awareness to understand what's going on, but then we bounce back and forth and reflect from low conscious awareness in frustration and fear and so it goes back and forth until um, it balances out and uh, you know i mean every time it happens i become more balanced i just become a lot more tired i understand that this was the last one um and i remember saying you know i don't know that i could handle another one and then another one would come and then i said that this time you know I, i'm not sure i can take another one and but I didn't say it in fear or worry. I just said it in um, in a knowingness, I guess, in a in a knowingness that if it did come, I, I just wouldn't feel it. I guess you get to that point where there's just nothing left to give. You know, you just there's nothing left to give. So um, I think my focus going forward is uh, allowing life to come to us because this is how it works. Once you surrender and once you become healed, you can step out of lower frequency. And I mean, if you had any karma, it was it was in lower frequency. So if you're bouncing back and forth between a high frequency awareness and low frequency awareness, where karma existed to keep us in experiences to help us um, expand consciousness and wake up to develop compassion and wake up. Uh, once you're out of that frequency, then there is no need for karma because karma was was a was a tool or it was part of um the process of expanding consciousness along with a soul plan and so once you've graduated out and you're not bouncing back in 
your soul plan then becomes the now because you wouldn't you know in in lower frequency consciousness you would have a soul plan designed uh to you know with contracts between people and agreements or whatever to have certain experiences in order once again to to play out whatever karma or whatever whatever it is that's going on that uh you feel you know from a very high awareness from a higher self-awareness uh, whatever you feel would benefit you and the other people you're interacting with the most but when you come out of that and you're in a higher you know that you, you've graduated into you know that sort of uh, beginning of multi-dimensional awareness you um, you're in the now so you don't need a plan when you're in the now the only plan would be to stay in the now and and how do you do that um, well that experience of being called 5d or or uh, awake or mastery or you know the, the ascending the, the path of the ascending master is um is staying in the now and uh and not falling out too much some things will take us out because we are still sharing a spectrum of consciousness or frequency with others who are not awake yet or they wouldn't be in our experience so that that can trigger us but we would come back to balance very quickly and uh and i suppose i would have to think that every master would have a trigger that would pull them out of harmony or balance but they would go back very quickly um i don't know that it's possible to always stay there maybe it is but anyway i would imagine that um A lot of us are, are mostly there, you know, except for the, when the intense energies come, they trigger us just the way that our, uh, field, our toroidal field triggers those in lower consciousness. It uh, sends their toroidal field into a higher speed rotation, but it's not capable of holding that rotation because it's not balanced. So it wobbles like a high speed tire on a car it's an imbalance they get triggered they get pissed off because that's causing fear it's uh it's causing hate in a sense without them understanding why um in this case uh the higher frequency whether it's human resonance or whether it's electromagnetic or that in other things it's triggering us and it's forcing us to balance things out because it's probably taking our our field and it's either you know how when you um with a gyroscope you know the hand gyroscopes you, you put it in your hand and you move your hand at the wrist kind of thing and it speeds up um i had one as a kid and they still have them out there now well it's this idea of the angle of the toroidal field shifting and changing just as the poles of the earth are which is affecting us by inductance when something is spinning and you change the angle you speed it up you're putting a resistance or a a push on it which is speeding it up it's hard to explain without a video but anyway the point being is it's speeding up our field and we are accepting this increase in speed the lower frequency consciousness is not but it's it's making them kind of crazy now um and we're, I believe, seeing that in the news where people are freaking out 
over nothing. So it's it's shaking um, distortions in our field to the surface to experience and balance it out by staying neutral. Because if we can experience a fear or a disturbance in our field without buying into it as a person in lower frequency would um, as an external controlling factor rather than an external reflection of an internally controlled factor. In other words, the person who is coming into mastery understands that that disturbance in the field or that fear is a reflection of something we're holding within. So we try to stay in harmony or balance, or we just don't buy into it as something that is uh, going to affect our lives. It's just going to have an, 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 an ex it's going to have an initial or an immediate effect on us as fear. And we are going to look at it for what it is and not project energy into it, not feed into it. And so then it, it fades away. And so we're able to vibe up with the energy, the external energy and, uh, and make this, this shift. Um, so I feel that, um, we will be helping people one way or the other who uh, have come through the shift, who have come through some sort of catalyst um, impact that it would undeniably make people see that there's more to reality than they thought. Um, certainly other just regular catalysts that make people see uh, a deeper truth or a clearer truth or more truth. And, um, some of these things are going to be life-shattering. They're not going to, um, they're not going to respond well, and neither would I, to some of the things they're going to learn to be true. And um, they're going to need, they're going to need assistance. They're going to need insight as to, you know, what, what's going on, why did it happen, and, you know, where do we go next? So, you probably have, um, you probably have skill, well, you do have skills and abilities and, and there's more coming as, as we vibe up, more things reveal from within, um, anything from telepathy to more healing ability. Something I was going to mention is to heal somebody now, you, you would just have to be in the room with them. You would heal them by your presence. So this idea of having to learn some sort of healing modality, I think it's at the window now for, at this frequency. You could uh, you could sit down and have a conversation with somebody. And uh, if they were, they were looking to be healed or to vibe up. Because healing is about frequency. Mentally and emotionally and physically, you're moving, either mentally you're moving um, out of that sort of animal instinct, black and white, judgmental experience by taking somebody to a higher frequency of consciousness or emotionally same thing you're moving them from polarity into balance and um, and as far as the physical goes the sickness you are vibing them up so that uh, they can break free from the disease which is a lower frequency a lower frequency can't attach to a higher frequency so just being with people but my point here is that we would we would just automatically um, 
be doing some interesting things just by being there. And we all seem to have either the ability to heal or, you know, to provide wisdom and insight to be an example of compassion and balance to, um, to help people, um, deal with loss by understanding things like death and that death doesn't exist, that it's a shift of frequency of awareness and consciousness, dropping the body is dropping the body, but that doesn't change the fact that your awareness is still there. <laughs> so where this plays out, I'm not sure exactly for each of us, but I believe that's where this goes. And, um, I think there's people talking about, um, some, some event type thing, not that far off. I don't give that any thought anymore because I know, um, I know this is about experiencing, um, the process of evolving into higher consciousness. So I don't think we're going to miss that much. There might be a period of time where there is a, a major pinnacle moment of separation, in which case we may experience something. I, I really don't know about that. There's, um, anything can happen. Certainly it's, it's based on, on, uh, I suppose how much of a, a collective feels that will happen because it's a co-creation. I would certainly like things like that to happen. Adina was talking to me about, um, the nature of economy and, uh, you know, just how she would like to see things change. And I think once people wake up to what we understand, they're going to understand and they're going to create systems that operate very differently. And, uh, and it will, it will create communities that are in coherence all around the globe that are healthy and happy and have what they need, including the, um, the tools to express the creativity that will bring humanity forward even faster. There's just no room in, in the life of someone who is awake to be immersed in competition and fear. It makes no sense. It has no benefit. It does in survival mentality where, um, you know, you, you pretty much have to run a psychopathic company, psychopathic systems in order to, uh, stay alive, but not in the, not, not where we're going. So I'm not sure how far we are off from big change. It just, I feel like I've gone through a massive change. I mean, I have, and, uh, and it all feels very blank. So if I'm feeling this, then the collective who are not awake and who don't know what's going on are suffering the experience and fear of depression, anxiety, and the anger and frustration hopelessness 
and uh, strain that that brings. You know, it's it's like uh, the idea of somebody poking you with a hot poker in the back, but there's nothing there, no one there, you can't see it. So you're just, you're burning up and, and you don't understand why you're hurting so much. And I know when I used to go through those, and I did recently with the shift as well, it hit me pretty hard. It was digging up some old stuff to release, which would be the, you know, the experience of depression. And when that happens, I used to have a lot of focus on the why, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my throat is choking up from uh, the shift as well, from the why of uh, depression and from the how to function with it, how to hide it, how to um, heal it, understanding that, you know, it's been there for so long. I, it wasn't something you could heal. It was something that really medicine um, focused on hiding they didn't want to cure it they wanted to sell drugs so you know opiates was a great way to go and and so it was a slower implosion a softer la la land implosion of life but everyone pays the piper so um the collective is now feeling intense or extreme um emotions and fears because not only are they feeling the depression and anxiety and everything that goes with it? They're starting to see that this downward spiral is becoming more intense and it's getting too hard to hide. It's really scary and feels hopeless because there's no way to cure it under the circumstances. We're not the only ones. Those who are waking up are not the only ones experiencing catalysts. The unawake are experiencing catalysts all over the place. And if you're not awake, everything is scary. So I fully expect, and I thought it would be happening a while ago, but a very um, big buildup, fast, intense, exponential growth of deranged activities across the globe. And what I think, what's, what, it, what hit me, is that as people begin to see or understand what has been done to them with all of the fake narratives and solutions, fake solutions, problem, reaction, solution, um, that has essentially destroyed their lives and the lives of the loved ones, that plus derangement and that sense of hopelessness um, is going to turn into a catalyst itself of the destruction of old systems in this timeline. In another timeline, I suspect it will be brutal war, nuclear style. Um, and a, uh, because that's sort of a do or die situation. If you know what's going on with regard to, uh, a very large global government looking to take control of the remainder versus the remainder saying it's do or die. So there's a very, um, very dark future in another timeline that I've discussed before. And uh, it will experience something different. It will become completely locked down and controlled for eons to come. No escape with those opting to go in there out of fear, uh, reincarnating into it again and again until it implodes because it doesn't have a future. It has a very long, brutal lifetime after lifetime 
journey into uh, oblivion, basically. Not a place you'd want to be. A place where a lot of lessons could be learned while you are conscious enough to learn them. But at some point, um, you know, I was talking to my daughter about uh, something she had heard through friends about a girl could get a girl pregnant. And, you know, I talked to her about it. And I said, you know, and this is just my opinion. I said, there are men who are masculine. I said, first of all, a woman cannot get a woman pregnant. And a guy cannot get pregnant. And this is the level of derangement we have out there. Um, but I said, there are many different versions of men. There's feminine men, masculine men. And we cycle through um, all of them. And then there, you know, depending on the lifetime you're having, and the experience you're looking to have, um, you'll be a man or a woman. But to move between the man and the woman, the um, awareness, spirit, whatever you want to, uh, however you want to look at it, um, will have to move through the middle ground of, you could just for ease call it gay or, you know, somewhere in between, and then eventually female. So there will be a point where the man, the physical man, will have a, a feminine um awareness or consciousness and then you'll you know it eventually it'll move over to the feminine side um or the feminine side will move into the masculine side where it'll be a you know a woman with a masculine consciousness but i was saying to my daughter that you know i was having i had had a previous conversation with her and i said you know how i told you that if you bury if you censor speech and you bury conversation, it will fester and explode. It's just, it's something that can't be done, you know, without an iron fist, but it, it can't be done in a way that works because it's, uh, it needs to come to the surface to be addressed and resolved and things like that. And I said, this is an example where, um, the gay community or LGBTO felt that they weren't being heard. Um, and so it exploded when the opportunity came and government was supporting it and then there were some psychos that were um, hiding in that group very you know as in any group in that group that uh, were doing some crazy things you know uh, that I won't get into here but what I was saying is um, I don't want to go too far on tangent here but what I was saying is there are many different kinds of men that are not gay and many different kinds of women that are not gay um, there are some that are that like to dress up and put on makeup and some that like to, you know, dress casually and some that like to dye their hair, some that don't, men or women, you know, I mean, there's they're just different personalities and, and you know, it depends on the lifetime experiences, past lifetimes and this lifetime. And I said, that's the same with gay because she's telling me that there's all kind, you know, there's non-binary and there's this and there's that. And I said, no, there's, there's basically gay. There's either not masculine masculine in other words a masculine spirit consciousness in a masculine body or and a not feminine consciousness in a feminine body and there's the middle ground and we could call that whatever you want to call it and there can be 50 different versions of it just the same as there's 50 different types of men and women but there is not 50 different sexes and you, a woman cannot like i said get another woman pregnant and and she didn't think so but she she said she, you know her friends are saying it's possible so this is you know 11 year olds who've been brainwashed by educational institutions into believing that it's possible for an egg to inseminate another egg or whatever it is that they think 
So my daughter won't be in public school probably ever. I'll have to continue to do the education myself. And I don't mind doing that. I certainly it's my daughter. And I can cater to her passions and interests. But the point being is this is another problem that's self-solving. This is where the, the worst teachers um, on the planet, basically, have decided to gravitate to public education. It was kind of like how, you know, not all coaches are pedophiles, but pedophiles gravitate to being coaches and scout leaders and teachers and whatever it is that hangs around kids, whatever it is that puts them close to the target. That doesn't mean they all are, but in this case, we have um, a group of people that decided to explode because, like I said, they weren't being heard. And then they got so much support from government and, and you know, weird politics that they um, they kind of just came out in ways that was kind of crazy, kind of like Disney did and kind of like Netflix did. I thought that was pretty crazy. When Cuties came out, I thought I was blown away that, that the shareholders weren't suing the companies. And I just couldn't understand it. How is it that Coke, Nike, Target, any of these companies are not being sued into the ground by their shareholders because they've burned half of half of the goodwill, you know, um, more than half, kind of. I mean, more than half the people don't buy into the weirdness, but not half the people were aware, you know, they were, you know, the news was censored. But it's becoming less and less censored, and we're seeing that in, you know, in the valuation of companies and the uh, basically the kamikaze um, moves that CEOs are making. So these are problems that are self-solving. And the, so back to the teachers, the worst of the worst are doing the craziest of the craziest. So they're showing parents that that's not a place for the children, which is allowing companies, organizations like Khan Academy and CK, uh, just different homeschooling op options that, that are free, but they're spectacular. They allow for a custom approach, um, and they're done so well that the student can almost self-direct, um, you know, so it's not like the parent has to teach a class for two or three hours a day, you know, that the student becomes more independent quickly, their attention span is there longer. You know, I've, I've always been passionate about this because, um, just because when I finally had to do it. I became aware of, of uh, a lot of things about education, just as when my daughter came home with a note saying she was going to get some free fillings. And uh, I started looking at them. Oh, the filling is uh, silver amalgam. Well, that, that, I'm, that's really good because when I was a kid and I went in, um, I had three fillings put in. I'm pretty sure I had no issues with my big teeth at the time. But they decided to bring the student dentist in, and all of a sudden I, I had three cavities. And so they put the mercury fillings in. And I thought, well, it's nice that they moved to silver amalgam, but actually what they did was they renamed it. The company that creates it was allowed to rename it from, you know, the mercury, 51% mercury to silver amalgam, just so parents don't get too upset. So, um, yeah, I was happy to get her out of there. The teacher was facilitating bullying over race and uh it, it just you know there was no point in being there i was on my own mostly through grade uh four five six um 
living with different people um, and bullied all the time in the East Coast, um, where if you weren't from there, you were, you know, pretty fucked. And I wasn't from there, so it was a constant problem. And it wasn't like you, even if you stood up for yourself, you'd end up dealing with the brothers next. So it was pretty spooky and scary uh, to, to grow up in, the, in that um, environment. And, uh, yeah, you know, so I, I never really had sort of a high level of, of uh, respect for public institutions. I always felt that education should be done differently and sort of cater to the child's aptitude, passions, and interests. Because if it doesn't, you're just going to create a workforce that's very unhappy, programmed, um, not very productive, stressed, so sick, costing people more, costing med- you know, more in medicine, more in psychological issues. It's, it's just completely stupid, really. It's, it's a very ignorant approach to life. And even the, the process of, of forcing um, high-cost education uh, for students to become professionals because they're the ones that's serving the community. Why would we put a barrier to entry to that? I'm not talking about socialism here. I'm talking about access to creating the highest potential people that we can because we're it. It's about us, right? It's about us serving us and the next generations. We, uh, we've outgrown the old systems. Well, those who woke up have. I'm going to leave it at that at 45 minutes, and I'll talk to you later.